Hey, welcome to Local Matters this afternoon. I have a young fellow with me. Lord help me, I remember when he was born. Cutest little old boy I had seen in a long time. Uh, and he's still a cute little old boy, too. To me, he is. And he always will be. Have Henry Fincher with me this afternoon. Hey, Henry, how are you, buddy? Hi, Judy. You're too kind. Ah, you, you just tickle me good. I've watched you grow up. I've known your family. And, and matter of fact, my husband, Dwight, stayed. He rented a room from your grandmother. Oh, no kidding. Did you not? He lived in the house you live in now, yeah. upstairs. He and, and two nice. other guys when they were in school at Tech. Yeah. And when we were dating. Uh-oh. He lived there for some time. I was never up there. I Henry. wasn't going to ask anything about it. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it's the truth. I what happens at 5.05 stays at 5.05. Stays at 505. Stays at 5.05. <laughs> at least I okay. hope so, yeah. Henry, <laughs> you are the son of Carl Fincher. Call, or I knew him as Nub, which was a nickname, and yeah. he was my seventh grade teacher. And your mom was a teacher. Uh, Betty Fincher, and they live in a historic home here in Cookville. Uh, you're a product of that historical family. You have two sisters, one here and, and one in Nashville, I believe. Yes. But um, you went to Harvard. For law school, yeah. yeah. Did you go to UT for your... Yeah. Okay. I'm a proud graduate of UT Knoxville, 1991. Go Vols! And uh, yay! Yeah, and Big it's orange. it set me up well to to get into Harvard Law School. They uh, uh, at the time, I assume they still do the same thing. They uh, they wanted basically a national menagerie. They wanted one of everything for <laughs> for their class. It's almost and, like the art. Exactly. Except they wanted two of everything. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, it's a little bit different purpose there, but uh, we sure. they would bring in uh, people, men and women, who had uh, grown up in small southern towns, been to big southern universities, and done well. Yeah, and but Henry, don't I don't was, cut yourself short. You were okay. smart, smart, smart guy. Did you get a scholarship to Harvard? No, 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 no. Okay. no they don't. They don't. They don't even they, do such things, do well, they? Well, not not for uh, um, not for me. So yeah. But, but it was nice. You're still very smart. I, well, okay. you're generous. So. Yeah. Old, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm teasing, Henry. You, uh, what's your, one of your most fond memories of, of being, you're from Cookville, a small southern middle Tennessee town, not as small as it used to be, but back when you were a youngster, and you go to Harvard. Was it like, wow? It was, uh, but it wasn't wow like I kind of expected. Uh, okay. It was... There was an enormous assortment of people from all over the world, and it was fascinating to meet them and to get to know them and to work with them over the years. I made some really deep and strong friendships there. I have friends that, that literally live all over the world. They have done uh, amazing things. Members of our class uh, are uh, – we're in the Obama administration. They're in the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. It's uh, we have people that have done great things from there. It was a challenging environment, as you can imagine. Sure. But to go up there and to see that I could hold my own uh, and do well and and thrive, I was actually president of the uh, premier social club of the law school while I was there. So think about that—a guy with my accent. Um, in charge cool. of the, you know, the the wearing the tux and making sure everything was appropriate and, every, and all that. So and, and we're talking with an people from all over the world. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, from the richest families in New York, London, Paris, to uh, folks that grew up on uh, Indian reservations, poor, I mean, and everything in between. There was one of my good friends there was a guy from Florence, Alabama, who'd gone to the University of Alabama. And a lot of times we commiserated because small southern town boys just kind of looked around. Boston's no place for a southerner. <laughs> they can keep that place. I, I'm glad I went to Harvard, but I'm glad I don't have to go back. Glad you so, don't have yeah. to live there. Exactly. They can keep it. So. But you, you came back home to practice yes. law. You graduated with what? Two years? Uh, three years. Law school's three years. Okay. I graduated the, from there. And jurisprudence. I, yes. Doctor okay. of ju- juris doctor. So you're Doctor Fincher, really? Yeah, well, that yeah, officially, yeah, but I don't know any lawyer other than. Somebody maybe hadn't passed the bar that wants to call themselves doctor. It's uh, <laughs> nothing against doctors. It's just like, you no, know, we didn't. It's 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 a law degree. So You're not Esquire. Henry uh, Fincher Esquire? You, yeah, you can be. It's not okay. an official title, though. It's just one of those things that they stick to lawyers. So Okay. Yeah. Okay. And but I came home. I went to Nashville. You did and, uh, come home. I practiced in uh, for a federal judge in Nashville. I was a clerk for Judge Gilmerit who was, uh, at the time, was the chief judge of the Sixth Circuit. He was also the president of the executive committee of the Judicial Council. We would work the phones, and and, and Justice Rehnquist would call in from time to time and ask to speak with Gil. I mean, he Mm -hmm. was very influential and very powerful at the time, and, and still is. He's still sitting as a judge. We had a luncheon honoring him not too long ago. And I started with a firm in Nashville. But I pretty quickly figured out that it, it wasn't where I wanted to be. It was very sterile. It wasn't very human. Uh, I wanted to try cases. That's why I went to law school. I grew up here. I, sometimes I'd sneak over to the courthouse and see the goings on with with uh, Aaron Thompson and Arnold Cameron and oh, yeah. Jimmy Renault and all these just lines of the bar that, that uh, have since passed on. And it looked like a good way uh, to make a living. And it, they always were laughing. There was always some story being told, not when they were in court, but after court. They seemed to get along, and uh, there I didn't I didn't pick up on that with the jobs that I had in Nashville, or the jobs that I saw. So I came home, and I hung out my shingle because I wanted to be a trial lawyer. And there's an old phrase: "Be careful what you want; you might get it." And so <laughs> yes. I, I've I've got it, and I've got the badge, and you know it it has been uh, it's been good to me and my family uh, to be back home. We're gonna take a break here. In a little bit, but uh, right now, talking to Mr. Henry Fincher, Dr. Henry Fincher, Esquire. No, you or just to the want... doctors in town, they deserve better than that. So, <laughs> you yeah. just want to be Henry yeah. Fincher. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes Hank. That's yeah, and I call you Hank a lot of times when yeah. we're communicating. I do yeah. call you Hank. Well, it's, so, uh, uh, it's I didn't pick that nickname up until I got to college, um, but it just fit me. And, yeah, it does, uh, and I've enjoyed it so. Well, uh, I know you, your dad uh, and mother were both teachers. Yes. And and they're both still with us. How old is your dad? Dad uh, is 93. I knew he was and, in his uh, 90s. Yeah, and I will not speak mom's age. but Thank uh, you. We know she's, she's not that far, old. <laughs> far younger than daddy. Yes, And yes. Uh, they're they're doing well. They're still living at home. And uh, Alice and I are, uh, are checking on them. And they have uh, some Alice is and, your sister. Yes, Alice Kilgrove. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And... Yeah. Uh, uh, I said before that you were, I may have told Greg this, that you were from a historical family, the Morgan family, your great granddaddy, mm-hmm. and I believe you've portrayed him <laughs> in the cemetery. Uh, in the Cookville yeah. City Cemetery yeah. walk one time, uh, JP. 
R.P. 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 Morgan. That's right. Robert yeah. P. Morgan. Founded the produce here, which was over. Morgan uh, Produce. Yeah, it's that building that has the Coca-Cola sign on it by the railroad tracks. and Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And uh, they had, uh, he made, he figured out that it with the railroad coming through, that it was better to ship the chickens to New York and sell them for more than it was to sell them in Nashville. And uh, built a really good business on it, apparently. An and, astute uh, businessman, for yeah. sure. Yep. He, uh, and then that was passed to your granddaddy, mm-hmm. my mother's father, uh, uh-huh. Dawson Morgan, who I'm named right. after. So, yeah, he uh, okay. he did well in it as well. But then you know, times moved on and business has changed, and you know, right? So, but uh, right. yeah, and now your grandmother family. Morgan, the one that lived that owned, I guess she owned the house that you live in now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I know one thing about her that Alice told me, which I had forgotten about, but I do. I remembered it vaguely. She had a, a Tennessee walking horse that won the championship in Shelbyville, did she yep, not? Yep, won the Celebration 49 and one of the only mares to actually win the uh, the Celebration. Usually it's a stallion. Right. And uh, I, when I speak to people that are active in walking horse bloodlines, they usually know Midnight Mary. Midnight um, Mary, and yeah. I know Alice has a picture, or did, in yeah, her home. she does. Yeah. Uh, of Midnight Mary. Beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful horse. Yeah. And um, I know your grandmother was proud of her. Oh, yeah, she was always very proud of Midnight Mary. That was, and she should be. I mean, uh, a, a female owner in the 40s with a female horse that wins the big celebration, uh, pretty big deal. So it's pretty oh, cool. Oh, absolutely. An you know, there's another... Um, Cookvillian, who, well, there's more than, I know a number of people. I love Tennessee walking horses. I don't mm-hmm. like what they do to them. Sure. But I I do. I always wanted one. My uncle used to train them. Yeah. And I've got pictures of me when I was about the size of a peanut. Uh, not quite that little. But uh, on horses, on some of the walkers, and I just have, I've been to the celebration many times. But uh, Jess Owens, who was the founder or the owner of the Coca-Cola mm-hmm. uh, bottle or Pepsi. Pepsi-Cola Pepsi bottling. Plant. Oof, right. the Carlin family will shoot me uh. for saying that. Uh, for the Pepsi bottling yes. company here in Cookville. Didn't he have some—I don't know that he ever won any, but I know that his daughter, Catherine, I believe is her name, Kathy, rode a lot. Yeah, um, uh, um, there, it was a it was a big uh, big industry, and there were a lot of people in it, and uh, very competitive. So yeah, so was, you uh, know, and then we got Heidi McWilliams. She's mm-hmm. ridden at oh, Shelbyville. Yeah. That was always a goal of mine to ride at Shelbyville, yeah. but yeah. so far haven't been able to well, do that. But I do it in a heartbeat. Not done yet? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just love to get on one of those yeah. and, and do it in a heartbeat. Well, I said we were going to take a break, and now we are. But you stay tuned. Listen to our sponsors, support our sponsors, and. We'll be right back with Henry Fincher. We're back talking with Henry Fincher, former Tennessee State House of Representative uh, delegate or person or whatever you want to call him. Politician. I called a lot of different things in that job, <laughs> let me tell you. You did, yeah. and you were. Uh, when was this? Back when? 2006 to 2010. Okay, so for, for three years you served in yeah, the House of four, Representatives yeah. for the state of Cookville, and you are a Democrat, and you oh, yeah. make no bones about it, and nope. that's okay. That's more than okay. We're right. <laughs> well, my, Not always, but... My father-in-law you know, said that you know, he was one of those old yellow dog Democrats, you know, yeah. and he would have voted. For, I told him one time, I said, you'd vote for Porky Pig 
if he ran for an office as a Democrat. And he looked at me and he said, yes, I would. <laughs> I think current circumstances proves the wisdom of that choice. <laughs> now, Henry, I don't talk politics. You're okay, to... okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I do let sometimes. Let the phones light up. So, yeah, it's a... Um, well, everybody's entitled to their opinion, and that one's mine. So, well, that's okay. Yeah. We're all living yeah. in a land that we can express our opinions. And so far, so good. So, so yeah. far, so good yeah. we can do that. But uh, <laughs> I, I remember when you ran, and I think you did a fine job. No, thank you. I tried. Uh, it's, I uh, vote for the person. We were, we were able to do a few things. We uh, A lot of the things that we were able to accomplish were quiet. Um, for example, there's a lot of talk going on right now about – the, the, the gun debate's very polarizing Ooh. for people. And, uh, How do you feel about that? Now, that is political, but I don't mean for it to be. Well, I, I like all the amendments in the Bill of Rights. Yep. I'm, I'm pretty much an absolutist about all of them. I think they're our freedoms, and I think the government touches upon them at, at, our, at our peril and its peril. With that said, it can make some regulations on speech, on firearms, on jury trials, on whatever, all those mm-hmm. things. Sure, it can it can go there, but uh, one of the things that we were able to accomplish was to make sure that the mental health records of involuntary commitments were getting reported to the uh, firearms background checks. That's fabulous. It, it wasn't happening. It, it, that was the problem at Virginia Tech. We learned from that example, and by working with mental health advocates and firearms advocates, and and by the way. The NRA was on board with it from the start. They were mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the staunchest opposition came from mental health advocates because they were concerned about uh, the breach of, of privacy. But, of course, the federal law says that these people uh, that have been involuntarily committed don't have the right to purchase a firearm, but it wasn't coming up on our background checks. And we passed the law nearly unanimous. I, it may have been unanimous, probably the only thing that was during that time, um, to – report this information and to make it happen. And so that was good. Of course, the press didn't pick up on it. They didn't report it. It's not the, 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 the stories that sell are the, the conflict. You know, yeah. We're fighting over we this. We don't we're get the good that. things and, on the news. And it's hard because of various systemic problems. But good things did happen when I was there, and I'm sure still do. Um, but, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm practicing law now and been uh, been a single dad now for I was going to talk about, about six or seven years. She's doing good. She's about to graduate, go to school. And uh, where's she going to tech? Um, or where's she going to tech? Is she going to tech? <laughs> no, no. She's she's like I was at that age. Maybe you were. She is ready to see somewhere other than Cookville, and yep. uh, she's uh, she's got a thing set up at Chattanooga State. She's okay. like Chattanooga, and they've got. What's she majoring in? Uh, drama. She's like, of course. She's like call. She is a yeah. thespian, isn't she? <laughs> yes, she's been in plays and done Shakespeare in the Park and plays mm-hmm. at Tech. And, she's coming by that yeah. pretty honest, as, as we say in this neck of the woods. <laughs> uh, her aunt Call was very well known uh, here in Cookville for many, many years in Cookville Summer Theater, and she played about every lead role you could imagine in a musical and did fabulously, I might add. Oh, thank you. And she says the same of you because you guys were contemporary, our contemporaries, and did these things. She later, of course, got her uh, master's in drama and taught drama She's for years. She's been in Nashville, and, uh, and is she retired too? Years. She's retired and uh, okay. yeah, enjoying it. So, oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Well, I enjoy, I'm yeah. enjoying mine for sure. Yeah. 
got a chance to do this radio show and have Henry Fincher on. Hey, well, hey. hopefully it's a, it's all uphill from here. So <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you're going to do good. Right. Or downhill. I don't know. It all gets better from here. You've hit <laughs> bottom, so now you're working your way up. Oh, I love so. it. Okay, let's talk about, and, and uh, we're, we're friends on Facebook. Oh, and yeah. uh, I keep up with your travels. You've been mm-hmm. a lot of places, Henry. I've been lucky. I've been um, I've been able to get out and travel some. And Cat Catherine, she goes by Cat, your daughter. Yeah, has traveled with you a lot. She travels on a lot of the the trips that we've been on each summer and uh, each winter break. I try to take a a trip with her somewhere just to either show her something new or to dig a little deeper into some place we've been before. Uh, like me, she's a fan of New Orleans. She's a big fan of New York. I can I can take is. it. I can take New York. It's <laughs> you okay. just recently been there, uh, not too long ago. With New her. Orleans, yeah, we went to New Orleans right after Christmas. So, yeah. Okay, but you've been to New York in the in the not in the recent past. Well, I mean, the last couple of years, I'm sure. Well, that's yeah, what we've I mean. we've yeah. been quite a yeah. bit. Yeah, well, I know it's, you're uh, the last it's a day's trip, drive. So, yeah, it yeah. is. But the last time I, well, on Facebook, I haven't seen you out of the country, and since you've been to Italy with your nephew. Yeah, yeah. I went to Italy in February, and okay. uh, oh my gosh, what a tr- what a beautiful, wonderful place Italy! Is. Oh, I loved Italy when I yeah. was there. I try to go places uh, off season. It's a lot cheaper. Cheaper. It's a lot emptier. There's a you have a lot more uh, availability of museums, beaches, wherever you go, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like uh, the Caribbean in the summer is still the Caribbean. Everything that draws us there in February, other than the horrible weather here, right. <laughs> uh, is there during August. And yeah. nobody else is there, and it's cheap. So, um, Are you few, your own uh, travel agent here? Yeah. Uh, the, with the Internet, you can do a lot of good on oh, your own. Sure. You can find deals. You can do things like that. Right. Um, I just, uh, a few years ago, uh, in the course of my practice, I came across, I realized I was hearing the same thing from people that came in and they they would come in for a will or a power of attorney or something and they they had done everything right they had saved their pennies they had worked 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 they had never hardly taken vacations uh and and they were looking forward to their retirement and they said when I retire I'm going to do x and they had a dream and it's whatever that dream was sometimes it's sit by the lake and fish and sometimes it was take an RV around the country or travel the world or whatever the dream was. Mm-hmm. But as they were sitting there, something had happened. Uh, either their significant other had health problems or their marriage had problems or one of their children had problems and they had to completely shift gears and now they're raising their grandchildren or mm-hmm. whatever. Life just threw some curveballs and it was happening again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was at a point in my life where I had an opportunity to take small breaks mm-hmm. from time to time and, and being my own boss, I have a little bit more autonomy. I've had to rely upon the grace of other attorneys and judges more than I can count. I'm very grateful to them for because they have helped me achieve this goal of going and seeing places and living now rather than later because I can do it now. My health and my finances permit um, and I've just made it fit. So I would urge anybody to do that. And I've noticed that just about anybody over 50 is very encouraging of it, while just about anybody under 50 is like, why are you doing that? What's going on? My concern is for them. I don't want them to have the same regrets of these people that come into my office. I hope that they. And you're setting the example. 
talking this I'm afternoon <laughs> with Henry Fincher. Yeah. Oh, I like that idea, you know, because I've always said retirement should come first when you have, you know, more time and your health is good. Then you can do. And I did a lot of my traveling. Yeah, I've been fortunate as you. Not as many places, but I, I did it as a much younger woman, and I'm glad I did. Well, adventures I'm still all traveling around. some, but yeah. not much. Adventures all around us. We can right. get out. You don't have to go far to to see a different part of the world. Exactly. Now you, I'm going to jump back just a minute, Henry. Uh, you serve the whole Upper Cumberland in your law firm. Do oh, yes. Not? Yes, I do. You travel um, all throughout the Upper Cumberland. Yeah, and have Nashville, uh, Knoxville, Chattanooga, Salina, Crossville, yeah. Sparta, Livingston. Yes, yes. So are you, you're not a criminal lawyer. No. You are. No. I what? do civil trial. I handle injury cases, estate disputes, business disputes. Okay. Um, it's, uh, no, I got out of criminal practice many years ago. Um, it was a, it was a combination of things. Okay. Uh, for, for me, it was. Being close up uh, and and close to the Burks family when Looper did what he did to Tommy and, and assassinated him, and seeing all the breaks the guy got when he should have just been hung from a tree limb, <laughs> um, I decided that that wasn't something that I that I wanted to spend my time with. I'm all for people getting due process and and having trials. I, and in Tennessee, that makes me a liberal. But uh, I decided that I didn't want to do criminal defense anymore. You know, I always so. wondered about public defenders and and uh, they do the Lord's work. They really do. They really do it, because do. most of the time they know that maybe their client is guilty of some heinous crime, yet they're still trying to get the best out of a terrible situation. Is that not the way public defenders work, or have I got it wrong? Well, the, the, that's part of it, but the other part of it is you have. The poor sap that was in the wrong place at the wrong, wrong time, time and due to mental illness or substance abuse or just sheer poverty, they can't hire their own defense. Mm-hmm. And it's up to the public defender to make sure that that person, one of our citizens, gets the same breaks that somebody else that has more money and more resources and more ability also gets. And they they level the playing field every day. I not, would never want to be a public you know, defender. And God bless them. They are doing God's work. I, I've said the same thing to David Brady when he had it. My friend Craig Fickling who has it now. It's, uh, But they really do. And David Brady gave me an internship in uh, 1990. I was still in college okay. to uh, help with the public defender's office. So I got to see it up close and personal. And I, I deeply respect and admire their work. It's, uh, it's just not the way I wanted to, to form my practice and, and my life. You do a pretty good job. I hear you're a pretty tough lawyer. Well, you know, it's uh, <laughs> sometimes you got to be, and uh, I'm all for reasoning things out. But if that doesn't work, we'll bring the two by four. We'll sort it out that way too. <laughs> whatever needs to head, happen. Huh? Well, sometimes <laughs> some people just have a hard time listening to reason until they've uh, been hit a couple of times. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Figuratively <Well>, speaking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You loved Italy. I know you took some cooking classes. I know you're I a did. great cook. Oh man, when when am I going to get invited for dinner and and a swim in the pool? Well, we got to get the pool open first, but yeah, it's a standing invite. You come over whenever. So you swim in the pool now if you're really brave, but it's a little chilly out there now. I loved it when you got on, uh, and we're going to have to close here. But when you put on Facebook about, I believe it was a roux, learning how to make a roux. Yeah. In case you don't know what that is. 
Henry, Hank Finch was going to tell you real quick, Henry, and then we got uh, to say goodbye. A cup of hot oil and a cup of flour and slowly stir the uh, flour into the oil and stir until your arm falls off and it turns brown. <laughs> and right before it burns, put your onions in and uh, and then your broth for your for your gumbo. Now, what does that tell you about Henry Fincher? He's a good cook. He knows what a roux is and can can make it. So, Henry, <laughs> thank, thank you. you. You are a fascinating and interesting man, You're and uh, I'm honored to call you my friend. You're my lawyer. Uh, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks again, Henry, for coming. I appreciate it, and keep doing the, the good work. Thank you, darling.